support from Family Life, bringing a Christian worldview to what's happening in New York, Pennsylvania, across the country, and around the world. Weather with Kevin Williams, plus special features and reports with the Family Life News team. Now, here's what's happening. Shovels ready, ski country. Good afternoon. Welcome to the broadcast. The first significant lake effect snow event of the season will blanket the belts today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. Kevin Williams has more from the Family Life Weather Center. Taste of winter arrives this week with the coldest air of the season to date triggering lake effect snows in those favored belts. Spectrum News meteorologist Christina Reese. The lake effect will really start to intensify later on Monday night due east of Lake Erie and Lake Ontario. That's when we could see snowfall rates upwards of two to three inches per hour. One to two feet of snow possible in the lake belts. The Tug Hill Plateau east of Lake Ontario could get slammed with three feet of snow by midweek. Outside the belts, expect just a dusting to a couple of inches at most. There's been a new act of aggression directed at the U.S. military in the Middle East. The USS Mason off the coast of Yemen had two ballistic missiles launched its way late last night. The Navy believes Iran-backed Houthi rebels are to blame. Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton says if he were president... I would target Iranians who are operating in Iraq and in Syria. I would also send a clear message to Iran if these attacks don't stop immediately, then we'll be Again, to threaten their assets. Since the October 7th terrorist attack in Israel, there have been no fewer than 70 attacks directed at U.S. military installations in the Middle East. Today marks the fourth and final day of a temporary pause in the war between Israel and Hamas. President Biden at the White House keeping a close eye on the hostage situation. This is the day-by-day approach, hour-by-hour process. Nothing is guaranteed. And nothing is being taken for granted. The BBC's Hugo Bachego on what happens next in this fragile truce between the Jewish state and the terror group. We know that uh, the deal is expected to expire tonight, but the Israeli offer is that uh, uh, they could agree with a further day of pause in the fighting for every 10 hostages released. At the same time, Prime Minister Netanyahu said, look, we are open to the possibility of extending this deal. But again, he said, this is not a ceasefire. Uh, the Israeli offensive is going to go ahead. It is going to continue after this truce is over. And he said that uh, the goal remains the same, to eliminate Hamas. That is Hugo Bachega in Jerusalem. Dozens of hostages have been freed so far from the clutches of Hamas, including a four-year-old American girl whose parents were both murdered in the October 7th terrorist attack. Memorial services begin today for Rosalind Carter in Georgia. The former first lady will lie in repose in the lobby of the Jimmy Carter Presidential Library in Atlanta. Her funeral will be Wednesday in Plains, Georgia. The wife of the former president passed away last week at the age of 96. The two were married for 77 years. The great blue state, red state debate set for this Thursday night on the Fox News Channel. Conservative Sean Hannity will host that 90 
90-minute debate between the governors of Florida and California. It's Ron DeSantis versus Gavin Newsom, one-on-one in primetime. DeSantis says of Newsom... He caters to a very far-left slice of the electorate. I think that that'll be on display when we have the debate, but I've been warning Republican voters, you know, it may not be Biden in 2024. Governor DeSantis thinks there's a better-than-average chance that Governor Newsom will jump into the race next year. That Newsom-DeSantis debate starts at 9 p.m. Thursday on Fox. There's a big auto recall you should know about. Here's reporter Matt Piper. Honda is recalling 2023-2024 Accords and HRVs due to a missing piece in the front seat belt pretensioners. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says the missing piece is the result of an error during assembly and adds that the seatbelt may not properly secure passengers during a crash. Since the overturn of Roe v. Wade, 32,000 babies have been saved from abortion in this country. That is based on new birth data from the CDC. Those births happened in states that enacted abortion restrictions in the aftermath of the landmark Supreme Court ruling on June 24th, 2022. Point, click, shop. It's Cyber Monday, the busiest online shopping day of the year. Retail analyst Bert Flickinger says the best things to buy on this Cyber Monday are big screen TVs, computers and consumer electronics. But he says keep in mind online deals are pretty much always around during the holidays now and so you may even get a better one by waiting until after Christmas. That report from Stacy Lynn in Washington. She says you need to play it smart though when shopping online today. Only go to credible sites and do not click on anything that looks suspicious. If it sounds too good to be true it probably is. And here's something Something kind of cool from outer space. NASA's just sent a laser-beamed message to planet Earth from 10 million miles away, and it took just 50 seconds to get here. The hope is this deep space optical communications experiment could one day allow humans to stream video calls on Mars. Wouldn't that be something? And Merriam-Webster's Word of the Year is out. This year, that word is authentic. The dictionary says searches for that word soared in 2023 due to deep fakes and the rise of artificial intelligence. Authentic, your Word of the Year from Merriam-Webster. Still to come on the Noon Report for a Monday, tough loss for the Bills yesterday, missing student at RIT, and tips for coping with the holiday blues. Well, good afternoon to all. I'm Kevin Williams. We're tracking lake effect snows that will be impacting a portion of our region over the next couple of days. We'll have more details in the forecast. That's coming up in 10 minutes. All right, Kevin, thank you very much. Family Life's D. Haley has more details on that snow warning for ski country right now. A lake effect snow warning has been issued for Wyoming, Chautauqua, Cattaraugus, and southern Erie counties. According to the National Weather Service, the warning runs through 7 a.m. on Wednesday. Wednesday. Narrow bands of heavy snow could impact portions of the region, causing travel issues. The highest snow totals are expected in the higher elevations well south of Buffalo, especially along the Chautauqua Ridge in northern Chautauqua County and the 219 corridor between Boston and Ellicottville. Winds are also expected to pick up, resulting in blowing and drifting snow that will likely cause reduced visibility in some areas. D. Haley, 
Family Life News. Thank you very much, Dee. There was a school bus crash this morning in Allegheny County, New York. State police and several ambulances responding to the scene on Route 19 near the village of Wellsville. A Wellsville school bus with 18 students aboard collided head-on with a vehicle while on the way to the secondary school. That's for students 6 through 12. The driver of the vehicle suffered serious injuries. None of the students were badly hurt. Several students and the bus driver were taken to Jones Memorial Hospital in Wellsville as a precaution. The Buffalo Bills took on the NFL's best last night, took them all the way to overtime, but could not pull off the upset in Philadelphia. Hurts to the end zone, and the Eagles have won it in overtime. With the loss, the Bills fall to 500 on the season, heading into their bye week. Quarterback Josh Allen says it's pretty much a must-win scenario for them from here on out if they're going to make the playoffs. I'm extremely confident in our guys. The men that we have in this locker room, um, we understand where we're at, so we got to get things going. Next up for Buffalo, the defending AFC champion Kansas City Chiefs. They'll play that one in KC a week from Sunday. It's been a week since the disappearance of a Rochester Institute of Technology student. 22-year-old Matthew Grant vanished from campus last Monday night, and the search for him has now extended to beyond New York. The Michigan native left his phone at home when he left Rochester around 10 p.m. last Monday. Grant's sister and dad spoke to Wham News recently. He's never gone missing like this. It's very uncharacteristic of him. He does like to camp, yeah, but he also hates the cold. So why he's doing this now is a bit of a mystery. Grant's gray Jeep Cherokee was tracked to a thruway exit in Syracuse. The missing student, a senior at RIT and co-captain of his college wrestling team. His parents say it's abnormal for him to leave town for so long without letting anyone know. A new report shows a sharp rise in veteran suicides. Tyler Patterson is an Air Force veteran from central Pennsylvania. We have a lot of veterans coming back from war the last 15, 10 years um, a lot of combat veterans, uh, a lot of horrible things that we've had to unfortunately been involved with um, throughout the world, the Middle East uh, specifically. Almost 6,400 veterans took their own lives in 2021, the first full year of the COVID pandemic. More than 60% of those vets, 6 in 10, were never treated by a mental health professional. Veterans sometimes don't necessarily want to talk to somebody who's not a veteran because they feel that they don't understand their situation and what they've, they've seen. 17 vets a day in this country commit suicide. The suicide rate for those who've served is one and a half times higher than the general population. While Christmas time is a joyous time for most, a new study suggests the holiday season worsens anxiety and depression for 64% of people who suffer with mental illness. For a lot of us during the holidays, we can either have a lot to do, which can lead to stress, or we can also have times when we're missing a loved one or even having trouble connecting with others, which can compound that and lead to low mood. That's Dr. Jeffrey Hopkins, the medical director of behavioral health for Excellus Blue Cross Blue Shield. When we think about the holiday blues or just the wintertime blues, it's usually mild and temporary 
decrease in mood or energy, and it goes away on its own. 25% of Americans suffer from the so-called holiday blues, and the lack of sunlight is a big reason why. Experts suggest seasonal depression can be managed, however, through healthy eating, social connections, and daily exercise. There are 3 million unaffiliated voters in the state of New York, and a good government group wants to know more about this highly coveted crop of constituents. The group Common Cause New York did a study recently to find out what motivates the politically independent. Over and over and over again, we heard the word independent as a source of pride and identification. So asking them, do you feel closer to Democrats and Republicans seem to be beyond the point. That is Common Cause Executive Director Susan Lerner. She says unaffiliated voters tend to be white. They tend to be college educated and about a third of them tend to come from New York City. New York, by the way, is one of just a handful of states, Pennsylvania among them, that have closed primaries, meaning the unaffiliated can not take part. It's time for us to pause next. Check out your daily dose of sports here on the Family Life Noon Report. Good afternoon. I'm Randy Snavely. Bob, it was an overtime thriller in Philadelphia, but for Bills fans, it was a devastating loss. 37 to 34. Jalen Hurd scored the winning touchdown on a 12-yard run as the Eagles moved to 10 and 1 on the season. Hurts also threw for 200 yards and three touchdowns. For the Bills, Josh Allen was really outstanding. 339 yards through the air with a couple of touchdowns and a pick. He also rushed for 81 yards on nine carries and two touchdowns. Allen's stats should have been better, but some dropped passes really hurt Buffalo. The Bills now 6-6 six and six, find themselves in a tough situation. It's not impossible, but it is improbable for them to win out their remaining four games, two of which come against Kansas City and Dallas. The Steelers move to 7-4 and four on the season after handing the Bengals their third straight loss, 16-10. The Giants have their first winning streak of the year. They edge the Patriots 10-7. New England missed a potential 35-yard game-tying field goal at the end of the game, which sent the Pats to their fourth straight loss. Giants now 4-8 on the season. Elsewhere, your winners were the Falcons, Titans, Colts, Jags, Broncos, Rams, Chiefs, and Ravens. In the NBA, the Suns' Devin Booker knocked down a tray with one second left to lift Phoenix to a 116-113 win over the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. Booker finished with 28 points and 11 assists for the Suns, who played without Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, and Grayson Allen. Jalen Brunson had a game-high 35 for the Knicks. The Bucs. Celtics, Magic, T-Wolves, Nets, Cavs, and Nuggets also picked up wins. And on the ice, Detroit, St. Louis, Carolina, Nashville, and Edmonton were your winners. That is a look at sports. Thank you very much, Randy Man. Good to have you back in the saddle and still to come on the Noon Report, a Monday edition. Last day of the ceasefire, a conversation with Ron Hutchcraft and Lake Flakes pile high. Kevin Williams has that work week forecast right after this. Welcome to Breakpoint, a daily look at an ever-changing culture through the lens of unchanging truth. With the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street.
November marks the death of Johannes Kepler, one of the most important figures of the scientific revolution, and a scientist who was motivated by his Christian beliefs. The significance of Kepler's work can only be understood in light of what he faced and what he risked. The settled science of his day was that the Earth stood at the center of the universe. To challenge that meant to challenge the entire accepted understanding of physics. When Copernicus published On the Revolution of the Heavenly Spheres in 1543, he had argued that the universe was centered on the sun rather than on the earth. Few scientists accepted his ideas that contradicted settled science, and so as a result, there was only a handful of committed Copernicans prior to 1600. Johannes Kepler was one of them. Kepler was a devout Lutheran who planned to become a pastor. However, he excelled at mathematics and had an interest in astronomy. After graduating in 1594, he took up teaching mathematics at the Protestant school in Graz, now the University of Graz in Austria. While in Graz, Kepler began to develop a theory about the number of planets and the relative size of their orbits. He found that his theory worked for all the planets except for Jupiter. Though he adjusted the theory to make it work, he was convinced the problem would be solved with better observations. This led Kepler to give up on circles and to try ellipses. That fit better, but not perfectly. After playing with some very complicated math, Kepler arrived at a solution that, in the end, proved Copernicus right about the Earth going around the Sun. In the process, Kepler discovered his three laws of planetary motion, which stand even to today. Kepler's work was motivated by his Christian faith. He believed that since God is rational, the universe must be rational as well. Because humans are made in God's image, we can, as he said, quote, think God's thoughts after him. In other words, understanding the universe is possible. His faith in the intelligibility of the universe was grounded in his belief that the world was governed by divine reason, the Logos. This led him to examine the world systematically, to not take shortcuts, to use what God gave him, and, in the end, to lay the foundations for modern astronomy and physics. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with Breakpoint. Today's Breakpoint was co-authored by Dr. Glenn Sunshine. For more resources to live like a Christian today, go to breakpoint.org. Thank you very much, John. Let's take it outside next. Kevin Williams. Here is your family life weather forecast for this afternoon into this evening. The focus on Lake Snows will be east of Lake Erie, east of Lake Ontario, where there will be some uh, significant amounts of several inches accumulating. But outside of those bands, love variable clouds, some sun, a few scattered rain and snow showers, high temperatures, 30s and low 40s. The lake effect snows will shift south tonight and then back north tomorrow with accumulations expected again in the favored areas east of Lake Erie and Ontario. Otherwise, it's partly cloudy with a few flurries. Low tonight, 20. High temperatures tomorrow, 20s and lower 30s. All right, Kevin, thank you very much. Ski country under a winter weather warning, as Kevin mentioned, until Wednesday. That is the top story today, Monday, the 27th of November. The lake effect snow machine going to turn on big time south and east of Lakes Erie and Ontario, the Chautauqua Ridge, western New York, and the Tug Hill Plateau in central New York. We'll see the bulk of the white stuff. There was a school bus crash this morning near Wellsville, New York, a Wellsville bus collided head-on with a vehicle. Thankfully, none of the 18 students aboard were seriously hurt. The driver of the vehicle was. Uh, we'll have more on this developing story throughout the afternoon. Today is the final day of a four-day truce in the war between Israel and Hamas. The pause in fighting allowing for the release of dozens of hostages held by the terror group. Also part of that deal, the Israeli army is letting go Palestinian prisoners. Reporter Richard Engel. Since Friday, Hamas has been releasing women and children in batches in exchange for Palestinian women and minors in Israeli jails. It's the most significant diplomatic breakthrough since the start of this conflict, negotiated by Qatar, 
the United States, and Egypt. Among those freed is Abigail Idan, an Israeli-American who turned four in Hamas captivity. But Abigail is starting her new life as an orphan. Her mother and father were killed during Hamas's October 7th massacre. Most observers predict this temporary peace is bound to end sooner rather than later. Richard Goldberg is former national security advisor under former President Donald Trump. Hamas is gaining advantages uh, every day there is a ceasefire. However, at some point we are going to have to go back to military operations to achieve the military objectives. That ultimately is the destruction of Hamas, making sure that they can never achieve another October 7th in the future. Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. What's happening in Gaza is just one element, one tactical region of a larger theater and a scope of the ring of fire that has been built out over years by Iran. Israel says for the ceasefire to be extended, Hamas must agree to release 10 additional hostages for each day that there is a pause in the fighting. The suspect accused of shooting three Palestinian college students near the University of Vermont is in court today. Police say this guy approached the trio and opened fire as they were walking down a street while wearing traditional Arab headgear. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland. We are closely monitoring the impact that the conflict in the Middle East may have in inspiring foreign terrorist organizations, homegrown violent extremists, and domestic violent extremists. One of the shooting victims remains in critical condition. The mayor of Burlington, Vermont, says the incident is being investigated as a hate crime. Anti-Semitism rearing its ugly head in New York City recently after a mob of students went on a wild rampage through their school. Their actions forced a pro-Israeli teacher to go into hiding in that school. Hundreds of students stormed the school's hallways, demanding she be fired. The riot forced the school to shut down for two full hours. The teacher even had to take cover in a locked office, but the mob of students eventually tried to break in. NYPD had to deploy around 25 officers to restore order to the school. Correspondent Brooke Singman says that teacher was targeted for attack for attending a pro-Israel rally last week. New York City Councilman Joe Borelli. What we see in these videos is a straight-up lynch mob. I mean, this is a mob of students that was bent on using intimidation and bullying, if not violence, to intimidate one of their teachers. The pro-Palestinian students published that teacher's personal information, including her home address. A doctor turned congressman who served as chief physician for two former presidents says the current commander-in-chief's cognitive decline is, for him, a cause for concern. This is going to get worse. I've been saying this since he was candidate, Joe Biden. This man's got cognitive issues related to his age. It's just continued to get worse. And I did this the other day. I went back and I looked at some stuff over three years ago when he was running for office and compared it to right now. And it's just unbelievable how much he's degenerated just during his time in office. That is Texas Republican Ronnie Jackson, who was the personal doctor for both Presidents Trump and Obama. A majority of Americans say the American dream is out of reach. But President Biden's top economic advisor still insists that Bidenomics is working. President Biden likes to say, don't compare me to the almighty, compare me to the alternative.
alternative. Jared Bernstein says wages are up and inflation is down under President Biden. But Cheryl Ciccone at Fox Business says Americans aren't buying what Biden is selling. Americans are dissatisfied. This new Wall Street Journal poll really tells the story of how people are feeling. 36% say the American dream still holds true. Back in 2012, that number was 53%. So that's a big change. Polls also show most Americans would rather the 2024 presidential election not be a repeat of 2020. But political pundit Horace Cooper thinks it will be. If you ask me, it looks like the cake is baked. And how it's going to come out is what it's been looking like for the last six months. Kevin Roberts at the Heritage Foundation is not sold on this idea that Trump's nomination is inevitable. Having been to Iowa twice in the last few months, DeSantis is in the strongest position there. He's stronger in Iowa than the Trump campaign and the Haley campaign. Iowa is home to the first in the nation nominating contest. That happens January 15th, less than 50 days away. The official farewells begin today for former First Lady Rosalind Carter, who died last week at 96. Jan Williams lives in Plains, Georgia, where Mrs. Carter will be buried on Wednesday. I still think she's up the street. I still think somebody's going to tell me how she's doing. I think it will take weeks, months, whatever, to process that we don't have her. More from correspondent Peter King. A motorcade will leave Plains, Georgia and end at the Carter Center in Atlanta around 2.30 p.m. local time. Mrs. Carter will lie in repose there, and the public will be able to pay its respects. Mrs. Carter's funeral will be held Wednesday. It is not known if the former president, who was married to Mrs. Carter for 77 years, will be healthy enough to attend the funeral. Jimmy Carter is 99. Hordes of out-of-control, invasive super pigs could soon cross into this country from Canada. The feral hogs are currently roaming the provinces of Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. Manitoba and may spill over into Minnesota, North Dakota, and Montana. The pigs are a crossbreed between Eurasian wild boar and domestic swine. They are notorious for tearing up farmland, destroying local crops, and disrupting wildlife. You're listening to the Noon Report on Family Life. The incredible radio preacher, the Christian storyteller, the influential speaker, Ron Hutchcraft. Family Life listeners can catch him at other times of the day during our regular schedule, but we have a special time slot for him here today. Ron Hutchcraft was in our area for a visit with 220 pastors. It's the annual Family Life Pastors Retreat, and during his visit here, I had the privilege of sitting down to talk with him. We began our conversation last month talking about Clergy Appreciation Month. Unfortunately, uh, there are too many clergy depreciation months. <laughs> I don't know if we do one to make up for that. And I, one, it, one out of 12 and is it okay. probably doesn't make up for it. But um, here's what we need to know about our pastors. According to George Barna, 42% of them want to quit. And you go, oh, how dare they? They're called. Well, listen, pastors have said, almost half have said they're ready to give up. They've identified three big reasons. One is just the stress of all of the demands falling on them from every direction. Secondly is political divisions, which have infected the church. We've let them. Thirdly is loneliness. They feel lonely. If those are the things that are eating up our shepherds, 
and contributing to Satan's goal to take as many of the leaders out as he can, then we ought to go, okay, that ought to be the target of our efforts to support our pastor. If you can look for specific praises to give to your pastor, everybody's very quick to tell them what they're not doing right. They could make a long list of those. They need some cheerleaders. Then in terms of the political divisions, here's an important question to ask about anything. Will it matter in heaven? Well, If it ain't going to matter in heaven, why does it matter so much here? That would put some things in perspective. We make people into categories. Stop it. And then the stresses and the demands. It's just time for a whole lot more of us to step up and get out of the stands and get in the game and help lighten the load. Free your pastor up to do what they're called to do. If those are the issues that are crushing our pastors, those are things we ought to aim our efforts at, yeah? So that is the uh, calling from Ron Hutchcraft for congregations, whether it's the people up and down the, the pews or the cushy seats, either one. Yeah. What word do you have to those pastors who are frustrated, tired, ready to quit, have had smoldering instead of being on fire for the Lord? I'm, I'm talking about the shepherds and the sheep more than even pastors and the people. You know, that's really the biblical framework. First of all, the place to get things done is in the throne room of God. And sometimes they are so busy that there isn't much throne room time. And you start to wear out carrying burdens that are not yours to carry when they should be left in the throne room of the God who runs 200 billion galaxies, they say there are now. I think he could handle it better than you. Let some things go. Also, let the things that break God's heart break your heart and get back to the things the fundamental missions of the body of Christ are to build disciples and rescue the lost. A lot of times we get mission drift because everybody's got an idea what the pastor ought to do. I say to them, stick with the calling that you probably came in with, kind of had it beat out of you by all the keeping the religious machine going. A pastor is not the one who's the mechanic of the church machine. He's the leader of discipling. He's the leader of rescuing the lost. Not the one who does it all, but the one who has a contagious broken heart for the needs that break God's heart. And that contagious passion becomes a match that lights a fire in the hearts of your people. Ron Hutchcraft is a mission worker and a radio storyteller, and he was the keynote speaker at the 2023 Family Life Pastors Conference. We are privileged that he gave us some extra time to speak to you about what churches and pastors need to do to refan the fire and stay focused. I'm Greg Gillespie. Thanks for listening to this special interview on Family Life News. All right, Greg, thank you very much. You're tuned in to the Noon Report, a Monday edition on Family Life. Good afternoon. Here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. A flow of cold Arctic air will set the stage for some heavy lake effect snows in parts of our region over the next couple days and nights. But remember, lake effect snow is localized. It's zip code snow. Some areas will get buried. Many of us will see an area flake. For this afternoon into this evening, the focus on lake snows will be east of Lake Erie, east of Lake Ontario where there will be some uh, significant amounts of several inches accumulating. But outside of those bands, we'll have variable clouds, some sun, a few scattered rain and snow showers, high temperatures, 30s and low 40s. The lake effect snows will shift south tonight and then back north tomorrow, with accumulations expected again in the favored areas east of Lake Erie and Ontario. 
Otherwise, it's partly cloudy with a few flurries. Low tonight, 20s. High temperatures tomorrow, 20s and lower 30s. All right, great work as always at the Weather Center. Thank you, Kevin. Finally at noon, one man's trash has become another man's treasure. Quite literally. Here's Family Life's Brian Query. Last week, 21 teams from around the world gathered in Tokyo, Japan for the World Cup. Not the soccer event we're used to hearing about when we think of that term, but the inaugural Spogami World Cup, an initiative aimed at raising awareness of environmental issues named after combining an abbreviation of the word sport with the Japanese word for trash, gumi. Here's how it worked. Teams of three from countries as far away as Australia and Brazil scoured the streets looking for waste and then sorted what they found into appropriate categories. And Britain's team literally cleaned up, collecting over 126 pounds of rubbish during the two 90-minute sessions to take first place. The goal of the event was to bring to light excessive trash in the world's oceans. Similar events are planned in countries around the world, and a second Spogami World Cup is planned for 2025. Brian Query, Family Life News. All right, Brian, thank you for that. And just like that, folks, our time is up. That's the world we live in Monday, November 27th. I'm Bob Price, Family Life News. You've been listening to the Noon Report, heard weekdays on Family Life. Thank you for listening.